to this week's episode of Two Average Ordinary Guys. We've got a great show for you today. It's amazing. Yeah, I just I can't talk about how awesome this show is going to be. It's going to be great. Blow your minds. We're going to start off with a little uh, fake news. I love it. And then we're going to go on to the word of the day. Uh, after the break, we're going to get into a little 80s nostalgia with some of our... Uh, favorite and not so favorite artists from the 80s the 80s were great and then uh at the end of the show we're going to close off with a little travel we're going to talk uh you know top places that uh, you want to go or that i want to go yeah. uh, that most of the people don't and then oh. we're going to talk about uh, places we don't want to go that most people do want to go so sounds good so yeah let's start off by uh, doing a little fake news this is a new segment okay what, what's going to happen here is i'm going to i'm going to i've picked four stories okay i've got one fake story Three real stories. Okay. And you've got to select which one you think is the fake story. Okay. So we're going to start off right now. Here we go. This could be tough in today's day and age. This could be very, very tough. Okay. All right. Story one. Chef says the way to make the best mashed potatoes is to use the skins. Just, just the skins? That's just that. You can't uh, tell I'll, me anything. Can't tell me anything I'll, I'll read you line one after this. It says, Chef Rob Nixon says the secret to his creamy mashed potatoes is adding potato skins into the recipe. Okay. I, I think that that's probably going to be real. Okay. I don't think that that's fake. You don't have to select now. Okay, but yeah, but I'm just I'm talking, talking it through okay. so people have something to listen to. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right. Story number two. Okay. Alex Jones says he's considering eating neighbors if COVID-19 lockdown continues. Okay, and that could be just like tongue-in-cheek. That's not... Okay, I think that that's still real. It could be. Go ahead. Story three. Biden campaign considers using the internet to attract voters. <laughs> that, that's crazy that they would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly. Okay. Five-year-old boy pulled over in Utah while driving to California to buy a Lamborghini. Well, I mean, I know what you want me to pick. <laughs> But will I pick it? I'm not going to go with the the potatoes I think are real. Mm -hmm. I think just because it's so absurd, the, the child driving to get the Lamborghini is real. Okay. It's real. It's my four-year-old can almost drive. Really? One of them. Yeah. Well, he is tall. He is tall. And um, I am going to go. I'm going to pick one right now, right off, okay. the, right off the top of me head. Okay. And it's going to be the fake news is... The Biden. You are correct. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, the kid actually got pulled over driving to Utah. That's five crazy. year old. He asked for a Lamborghini, and uh, his mom said no. So then, when his sister was babysitting him, when his parents were at work, he got the, stole the keys to the car, started driving. Sister woke up and said, Oh, where's my brother? Called the cops. Cops found him. Pulled him over driving to. He had like <laughs> this has got to be bullshit. <laughs> he had like he had like what did the story say? I think he had like eight bucks in his pocket, and that's what he's going to use to buy the the Lamborghini. Uh, but there's actually like footage. How of, far did he make it? Um, he, he was on the expressway. Yeah. He so on, he was smart enough to get to hotwire a car, at least steal the keys, get stole, in the car, the keys, yep. drive, have a map to get there, but. Wasn't smart enough to know that a Lamborghini cost a little bit more than $8. It was $3. He had $3 in his wallet. Oh. And he wanted to buy a $200,000 Lamborghini. So, But because of this, which this to me is even weirder, is because of this, there are people 
that have reached out to the family and they're trying to give him like they want to come over and give him like Lamborghini rides in their Lamborghini and I'm like this 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 is rewarding awful behavior. Yeah, and if you're gonna reward the behavior, just give him a Lamborghini. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like this is oh my gosh. Oh, that was you picked you picked right this week. That is a ridiculous story. Yeah. So that that was the fun one. So word of the day. You ready? I'm gonna try. You think you got it? I don't think so. All right. Peroration. P E R O R A T I O N. Peroration. Can you give me what kind of um, noun word it is? It's a noun. Person, place, or thing. Peroration. Um, the uh, peroration. Is this some sort of speech? I can't really tell you. Oh, you can't tell me. So now you know I'm on the right track. This is like a spelling bee. Is this a, is this um like a formal to, to uh speak speaking or like a formal formal language? Is it a formal language? Could be. That's my guess. The formal language? Okay. <laughs> yeah, a formal a formal language? Yeah. You're close. You're okay, close. what is it? It is the concluding section of an oration. So it'd be like you're closing. Oh, of a speech. Okay. Or it's a flowery or highly rhetorical formal speech, usually given on a formal occasion. Like decor, like a decorative uh, yeah. speech, yeah. Okay. Exactly. I, I think I've heard that yeah, before. Yeah. Yep. So, peroration. Real tough. Real, real tough. Day. I'm 0 for 2 on this one. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'll get it. I will. You'll get it. I'll pick an easy one one day. Beautiful. So, all right. Well, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, and we're going to come back on the other side, and we're going to talk a little 80s music. Bam. Welcome back. You ready to talk some 80s? I think so. And I think I know that you are, especially because you have your music playing sometime and you've been on kind of a little bit of an 80s kick. I love the 80s. I like everything about the 80s, really. I okay. mean, I enjoy the music. I, my favorite movies are from the 80s. Uh, great memories from the 80s. It's gotten, it, it kind of had a bad rap. It was uh, awful. Like, uh, if you're growing up in the 80s, people would talk during the 80s about how bad the 80s were. And then when it got to the 90s, it was like, we're in the 90s now. Like it's like we made progression, and in my opinion, the '90s were far less attractive than the oh '80s. Oh my God, heavens, yes, you're so, right. So yeah, so I'm I'm super excited to talk about this. We're going to start off with talking about okay musicians that we feel are highly underrated. Yeah, um, that are kind of considered '80s musicians, and this could be like this could even be somebody that's considered a great musician up until the '80s, and then '80s was when they kind of started to quote unquote suck. Okay, um, so. Who, who are you thinking? As a, as a good artist? Yeah. As an underrated artist? Underrated artist. The very first one that pops into my head is uh, of a songwriter flavor, and that is Billy Joel. Yeah. He gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people poo-poo on it. Yeah. I don't know why that is. But um, a fantastic songwriter, one of the best bridge writers, you know, the little mm-hmm. middle section there. Right. He's a master at doing it. Mm-hmm. And he... Um, uh, as a kid, as a kid, uh, I grew up with the LP, uh, the Nylon Curtain. Mm-hmm. Loved it. We just fell in love with it. That Allentown and uh, Pressure. Bam! Yep. All of those things. Yeah. yeah. I even had um, that uh, Vietnam tune on there. 
a song called Laura. Actually, that was the first album, too, I ever heard. Somebody cuss. Okay. And he dropped the F-bomb in there. Okay, okay. Uh, here I am feeling like a effing fool. That's what he says in there. Yeah. But uh, I was pretty... Uh, floored by that mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, yeah. and that was kind of my little sneaky album that I could hear. Because that album's like what eighty three, eighty two, eighty three. Yeah, I think it, I yeah, right in there. Yeah, it's early eighties. Yeah, for sure. Because it was like it was like kind of after Billy Joel had kind of had his like piano man days where he was, kinda, and then right before he got into like my favorite Billy Joel phase, which is like the keeping the faith phase where all uptown girl which i think is yeah 80, and you know 85 right and th- this is another a classic example of somebody from the 70s that might have had a little bit more uh respect mm-hmm. or something coming into the 80s but this is what you're talking about is the mtv era yep of billy joel which was killer it was i that's that's honestly my favorite billy joel yeah so <laughs> I, I, I love it it's it, good it stuff puts me right back so that was my first one all right uh guy that comes to my mind yeah is rod stewart Rod Stewart. So many people love Rod Stewart when he was with Faces and um, with that, you know, guitar player that everybody always likes to talk about. Yeah. You know, Jeff Beck. Whoever. Which it's, I'd give me Rod Stewart without Jeff Beck any day of the week. Okay. Not a huge Jeff Beck fan. I think he's a great guitarist. That's where it stops uh, for me. Yeah. But um, a lot of people don't like Rod Stewart in the 80s because Rod Stewart in the 80s was like, you know. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, because he. Uh, kind of had the tight pants and the he kind of got into the whole like the, the more he went more pop less rock because when he was in the like the faces it was kind of like you know ooh la la or he was you know doing uh what's that that if you want my body yeah if do you think i'm sexy is like 79 i think okay yeah right so but that was like do you think i'm sexy is kind of the you know catalyst that moved him into this phase where he got gotcha. in the 80s and he's like infatuation and um have i told you lately and all of those songs yep but, um, but to me, it's like, that's, that's good. Rod Stewart. I mean, he's Rod Stewart has an incredible voice. And if you go through mm-hmm. his entire catalog, I mean, I, there's not many artists out there that have the same catalog that he has as far as, as far as, uh, as far as tunes. I yeah. Mean, and he's a smooth, smooth guy. Yeah. Um, and it's convincing that he is a lady killer. Yeah. And that's what his videos kind of portray is yeah. him, you know, just slaying the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, I always put him in the same ca- not the same category but in a in the same world as like um Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. I was always a huge Sam Cooke fan. Yeah. And even uh Rod Stewart did a lot of the uh the remakes or at least a, cu- a couple one of mo- or two of them from well, He had that 80s song like bring over some of your old Motown records. Oh yeah. yeah. But I was going to talk about uh Inner Space. Yeah. Uh, I've talked yeah, about yeah, that yeah, with yeah, you the movie, yeah. Inner Space with uh Mar- uh, Martin Short and um, Dennis Quaid, Meg yep. Ryan, one of my all-time favorites. But he does the soundtrack on that, and yeah. he's doing old Sam Cooke tunes, and they sound really nice. Yeah, and it works. I think he does. Maybe he doesn't do. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You might have yeah. to strike that out of there. But Sam Cooke's in there, and it yeah. reminds me of Rod Stewart. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Yeah, I would say the the, the, the two white guys <laughs> that remind me of Sam Cooke, him, Steve Perry. Rod Stewart, Steve Perry are the two most soulful white guys from that era. Uh, agreed, wholeheartedly. So, all right, let's let's flip let's flip it, let's flip the script a little okay. bit here, and let's go. Who are two artists that are widely reviewed as being great artists, mm. and during the '80s time period, you're like, eh. hmm. I don't. Man, uh, that is that's um. Boy, that's that's a tough one. Um, is there one popping in your head? Um. 
yeah there, there's one there's one artist that i generally don't care too much for okay i'm not I, I i don't like eric clapton and everyone loves eric clapton it's almost like a a right a right of passage yeah it's like if you don't like you you, you know it's it's kind of like to most people saying you know it's, it's it to the cool kids it's like saying you don't like the beatles right? yeah I, I I have to agree with you on that. Although I didn't really think of Eric Clapton as an '80s guy, I didn't guy. either. But I think a lot of his good stuff was. What's his '80s? What's are some '80s hits? I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, we should look at this. I feel like he that's was just the guy that came to my mind. '90s guy, you know. I think he uh, feel like he disappeared during during the '80s. 80s yeah. He probably did. So Clapton released one, two, three, four, five records in the '80s. Okay. I don't know that he had any hits. I don't in the own 80s. one. Eric Clapton I, I don't record. either because I can't stand Eric Clapton. Like the only record that Eric Cream, Clapton, yeah, Cream. But the only Eric Clapton branded record that I have ever enjoyed is yeah. the Unplugged. But I hate the Layla version of Unplugged. I wonder if that. I bet you that was his biggest album was the Unplugged one. Probably because it had it was a good version. It's like his songs actually sounded pretty interesting. Yeah, but I hate the key change every time you get to a freaking verse. You know, from the chorus, chorus. I was like, stop. Yeah, I, I don't know that he had any hits in the 80s, to be honest with you, but um, but I just... I, I'll, then I'll go out on one, too, um, even though oh, I'm going to get get hated on about it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to be that guy. Be that guy. It's fine. Rush. Oh, Rush is painful to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the just the defining thing, again, about Rush for me is the singing again. Yeah, yes. Not a big fan. I know that that's a cop-out. Everybody's kind of in the same boat. But that's a big thing for me. It is. I have to really be drawn into the vocalist. Oh, and if geez. I don't believe it, or if it sounds like a parody, it's like like to me, Rush is a parody of a, of a band I've, that, that doesn't exist. You yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, being a songwriter, you being a songwriter, um, the idea of, we know that the song is the most important thing. Yeah. But really the second most important thing, and maybe the first most important thing to anybody who even hears the song, is the singer. It is. It's. So if that's if that singer isn't the catalyst to make you listen to the rest of the song, then you have a problem, and I think that that's the problem with Rush. And I don't know how people. I guess people are just so interested in the the virtuosic playing or whatever, and they kind of see past that. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think it's virtuosic singing. No, no, it's yeah. It, to me, it's, it's I. I mean, th- this is this is this is one that may get me into a little trouble as well. I like Dylan as a songwriter. But Dylan, as a vocalist, comes and goes for me. But look how many songs Dylan wrote for other people that could sing really well. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it's, I mean, that to me, that's like I, you hear a song, and you're like, oh, this is a great song. And then, oh, Dylan wrote that. But oh, I see. <clears throat> when Dylan sings it, I don't like it as much. Yeah, I mean, a, right, a good song will kind of find its right. way. But you don't, you know, you and I have definitely been in the position to listen to music and say, oh, you know, that's not great production, but that's yeah. a damn good song. It's too bad it wasn't produced Produce well. better. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But it's very rare that we go like, "Oh, that should have been sang better." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I just don't like that guy's voice. You know, yeah. that doesn't happen super often. So, uh, anyways, we'll we'll take a little uh, a little break here and come back on the other side. We're going to talk a little bit about travel. So, wow, yeah, fun. And I guess that's why they call it the blue. Trailer for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets So welcome back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, travel right now. We're going to talk top places that 
you want to go that most other people don't want to go. Mm. And most specifically, maybe your wife doesn't want to go. Like this is mm. one of those things where you're like, man, I really want to go here, but it's going to be really awkward to figure out how to go here. Cause my wife's not going to want me to go somewhere mm. without her, but type thing. And then we'll, we'll, we'll circle back afterwards. And then similar to the last segment, we're going to do places that you really have no desire to go, but that most people do want to go. Oh, so. okay. So here's the, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say that, uh, a place that I'd like to visit or go stay or something like that, that maybe my wife or other people wouldn't want to are like supposed haunted okay. places, Okay. whether it be a house or Salem or where, and not the touristy stuff, like where people say like, don't go in there. You're right. going to, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. I'd love to kind of brave it okay. and go in there. Um, I don't believe in that kind of hocus pocus. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's just kind of a little challenge for me. I mean, it's not that interesting, but I think I could do it. Okay. All we'll right. have to set this up sometime and see if that's the yeah, truth or if I'll scream good. like a woman. It sounds good. Okay. What about you? For whatever reason, I want to go to Mongolia. Um, I mean, it, it, Mongolia has like one city. Like Sounds delicious. Ulaanbaatar, but it's a very large, very large place. Okay. Uh, but that one city was like a Soviet-built city, and the majority of the people that live in Mongolia are nomadic people. And they they carry like their their full house on their back, and they have all these you know kind of like farm animals that they just herd with them. And I think it'd be fun to go live with them for like two three weeks. Just so what, like. what kind of folk are knocking around there? It's just I mean it's I mean, like Mong- locals. Yeah, like I mean I don't think a lot of people go to Mongolia for any reason whatsoever because like Ulaanbaatar doesn't have a ton of stuff. I mean mostly people. I mean the the, the thing they kind of do the most that's sporting is like horse riding and that sort of thing um, uh what about you so your wife wouldn't like this i don't know she would she likes her food she's also very clean like as far as when like when you say her food like the food that she she doesn't want anything that's outside of like the norm right, right. so and for norm it's kind of like she wants she likes steak or she likes chicken or like ham sandwiches or if somebody's gonna go slaughter the goat she's like i'm good Whereas I'm like, yeah, let's try this. You know, I mean, I don't want to eat like goat testicles or anything like that. But why not? It's not my thing. I mean, I, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you're gonna eat them here today, boy. <laughs> right. But okay. uh, but yeah. So and to me, I mean, it, I I don't. I mean, I don't think I'd want to go there in the winter. Yeah. But uh, I think it'd be fun to go there for a couple of weeks and just see how they live and maybe do like a little journalistic piece on. That would that, so. be it'd be fascinating. I would yeah. love to do it. If maybe if you do that, I'll I'll go with hey, you. Yeah, that sounds great because I'll, I I'll I've yet to me. find anybody that wants to join me. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like Mongolia, why? <laughs> no, that sounds great. Um, and f- uh, myself, I, I'm a you know vastly uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm I'm a uh, I'm an adventurous eater, is what yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm down to try just about anything yeah uh things that i couldn't eat maybe like um a spider yeah yeah uh and i'm talking about a tarantula type yeah. i've seen people eat them and they say it tastes like crab yeah listen if you t- took that spider and you cleaned it yeah and put the meat in a pasta or something yeah. for me i'll eat it right now yeah and i'll probably love it yeah but i can't pick up a spider yeah it will scare me i have two rules on eating okay one 
is I, if it's living, I'm not going to eat it. There's a lot of cultures where you like will eat like an octopus live. Okay. You know what I mean? And you might eat a spider live. Oh, or whatever, I can't. You know, just Come on. Or no, ants. It's just nasty. Okay. And plus it's super cruel or whatever. Second rule for me is, and this is a weird one and people laugh at me about it, but if I'll touch it when it's living, I'll eat it when it's dead. So I don't like, I mean, I hate, I hate fishing and I hate worms. Yeah. Like, But I'll eat a fish. I'll touch a fish. You'll touch a shark? I'll touch a shark. What? I've touched a shark. Why they feel you, like sandpaper. Why do you do that? <laughs> Sharks okay. are awesome. But uh, like worms, I'm not going to eat a worm. Like whenever I watch like uh, what's his, uh, you know, Bear Grylls, like eat the grubs, I'm like, no, yeah. not going to happen. I would probably eat the bark or whatever. I mean, I, I would I would try one. I'm not nah, going to sit down I mean, and eat a meal of them, but yeah. I'll do it. I, I even would, I would gag on that. Yeah. even Well, I mean, I might too. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I would like it. But yeah, I'll try it. You know, um, I saw that Bizarre Foods. Yeah, with Andrew Zimmern. Lo- love it. Yeah. Lo- absolutely love it. That's one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Um, he was somewhere. They uh, killed a goat or something. Yeah. They cleaned it like right there. Yeah. And then they were taking pieces of the meat that they just chopped off of it and dunking it in the socket meat or the socket juice yeah, yeah. and eating it. Uh, see, I would try. I would try yeah. a bite of it. Yeah, yeah, I will try a bite of yeah. it. Yeah, that that's different though for me. That is different because you you would touch that. I would touch while that. It was alive. I would touch it while it was alive. <laughs> that's how that, that's how it works. Like I hate snakes. Right. Like I don't hate spiders. My wife terrified of spiders, but to me, like I see a spider, and it, I've I've even seen like looked at my arm, and there's a spider that's maybe this big crawling on my arm, and I'm like, yeah. oh look, spider, and I'll just flick them off. It's Fifty cent piece too, by the way. Folks who can't see. Oh, <laughs> and uh, I'll just flick them off. You know, it's like I don't want them on me, but I'm not, you know, freaking yeah. out. But if, if even if it's a little garter snake just happened to like, just fall ten feet from me, I'm like jumping up on whatever, and I know it can't hurt me. I just don't want it anywhere near me. I'm terrified right. of it. So like, I don't like a lot of people are like rattlesnakes. Great. Yeah. Good. Enjoy it. I'm not gonna have. There it. is a, a, a primal fear. That you can't control. Yes, it's about things. Yeah, exactly. And, and to me, it's to me, it's snakes or things that aren't fish that don't have legs. So when you start going from like eelish, no, like I don't, I like eels terrify me because they're I'm too much like to a think snake. Of a fish with a leg. Well, no, fish don't. But I'm saying like if you take every animal that doesn't have legs, yeah, fish are the only thing that I'm good with. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> eels are too much like snakes. That's right. I don't, and I don't want to touch them. And I'm. I also, whenever I go eat sushi, no eels. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't even try it. No. Wow, that's that's a hell of a crazy rule. Yeah. But I like it. I like that you stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just more eel for me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'll, I'll just kill the salmon and the tuna or whatever. So. so now, yeah. what if I were to? This is just a hypothetical. What yeah. if I were to trick you, invite you over, you eat something, you love it. Yeah. Scotty, this is so good. Yeah. And I say, hey, a snake. Yeah. Would you be upset? I'd be a little. I, or would you now go like, "Wow, I can break my rule." No, I would say, "Well, I liked it, but I'm never going to eat it again." I would, I would forsake future <laughs> enjoyment because part of it is knowing what I'm eating. Yeah. Right. So if I'm thinking I'm eating, like, like for instance, like uh, if you tricked me, I would not lie and say I didn't enjoy it. But I went in and I, I my experience was built around thinking that it was something else yeah okay but what i'm saying is is would you be more apt to try only if i would Would be more apt to touch it 
You're a tough cookie. Because it's a it's a gag reflex thing for me. Yeah. It's like seeing knowing that if I was like in a room with whatever that animal is, or in a body of water with whatever that animal is, and that I would probably faint from like fear, that I definitely don't want to put it in my mouth. I don't yeah. know. Okay. So wow. that's can't argue with that logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a what's a what's a place that everyone's like oh, I want to go here and you don't really care about? Oh going. man, I think I think the very first one that po- that just pops right in there is Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Very simple. Watch like I'm still alive or whatever <laughs> that show is. It's so many things all, there will kill you. Well, yeah, it's always somebody gets stuck out. Yep. Out, out in the out the outdoors, the outback or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything there is venomous, mm-hmm. um, crazy. Yep. You have to be prepared. People are knocking around there in shorts yeah. and stuff. And, I mean, you have to really know what the hell you're doing or get a yeah. good guide or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my, my number one. Th- uh, you know, you go in the water, guess what? You got sharks, yep. great whites, right? And uh, like man of war and other types of uh, jellyfish, lots of bad things that can, lots of, like everything in Australia will kill you. Like there's more things per capita that will kill you than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, so uh, that has to be the very first one that pops to mind. Yeah. What about you? Mine's going to sound super lame. Cedar Point. <laughs> Florida. I hate Florida. Oh, really? I do, I, with a passion. I've been there, so it's, it's – but, like, people are like, ah, spring break. Can't wait to go to Florida. I'm like, ah, I would rather go literally anywhere else in the world yeah. than Florida. Florida is like Ohio with an ocean, but if half the oceans look like Lake Erie because they're so super muddy. And it's yeah, – you've got to pay a toll to go everywhere. It's – there's nothing about Florida that I like – um, as a vacation spot. What about Disney World? I mean, that, that's kind of different, but uh, like most people are like, I'm going to Florida to go to the beach, right? Yeah. You know, and it's like, if I'm going to go to the beach, there are at least 55 places I could name in the next minute that I would prefer to go that aren't Florida. So I just, I, like, and, and I, I'm a type of guy, I'm adventurous. I will go anywhere. Like if someone was like, I, I will sneak you into Iran. There's a 100% chance that you're not going to die, but you might get captured, but you're not going to die. I'd be like, sweet, let's go. Like, and, and I would rather do that than go to Florida. That's, just, <laughs> that's how much I don't like Florida. Your, uh, your personal hell is uh, being in Orlando and, uh, <laughs> and eating snake. <laughs> well, actually, it would be more so like being in like uh, Tampa. No, on the other side. Like oh, if you're on the, like okay. on the Atlantic, gotcha, gotcha. the Atlantic side where like the water's freaking muddy, and uh, so it, yeah, it'd be like being on like Palm Springs or uh, like uh, Cocoa Beach or something eating like that. Eating eel, yeah, every eating, meal. Eating eel, like eating eel and snake. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> awful. I hate that. So. I love it. So, <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll uh, we'll come back up and uh, and close up. I make a say when I I make a say. All right, Dan, we're back, and uh, we're gonna close up a little bit, but we'll kind of talk a little bit about some things we have coming up on uh, some some next episodes. Okay, I think, I think that'd be a, kind of a cool thing. We got uh, more nostalgia. I mean, Scott and I grew up in the '80s, and uh, as well in the '90s, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, for me, a little, you know. 
A little bit less for me, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but uh, but we'll we'll talk a little more nostalgia. We're going to talk travel. Um, I like I love traveling. That's one of my favorite things um, me that, too. that I can do. Um, we're also going to talk movies. We're sure. going to talk some music. Uh, we're going to talk about what things we're reading. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, bucket list. I think that's I'll be, be absent from that that, that uh, episode of the reading. Reading. <laughs> Readings for dummies. <laughs> And we'll get into some sports because we both like sports. Yeah. Um, and we, we both watch quite a bit of sports. So. Yeah, and we'll even talk a little bit about fashion. fashion. You'll school us. Yeah, yeah, we'll do some fashion school stuff. It. And we'll uh, we'll get into some nerd things as well as, I think, one of the As things, well as fashion. As well as fashion. <laughs> but uh, nerd things like uh, like Star Wars video games. That's oh, yes. And then uh, maybe some things that we shouldn't talk about, like politics, religion, and sex. So Man, we should talk about those things. Yeah. So I think everyone should. I think the part of the problem we have in the society now is because we've been told not to talk about those things. Nobody can we talk. we don't talk yeah. about them. Oh, you're talking about Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Especially, like, the last three. Good Lord. <laughs> so... But anyways, that's kind of what you got to look forward to or not look forward to. So those of you that think that sounds cool, tune in. But yeah, I think we're going to wrap up for this week and uh, look forward to catching you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yep, thanks. Two things about the gears, you better listen up. Chrome spokes with the spinners on his tile hubs. Suck smoke in his 40 windows up. He rolls like it really doesn't give up. Two